I've been asked to speak on, the, on this subject, how do I learn to hear the voice of God? And it's picking up, I know you're looking through 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 2 talks about, we don't worship a mute idol, but a God who speaks. We have a God who speaks. Well, I have an answer for you. How do I, how do I recognize the voice of God? How do I know the voice of God? Well, the great John Piper sent out a tweet uh, just in the last couple of weeks, he said, do you want to hear God speak? Then read the Bible out loud. <laughs> just let that sink in for a moment. Um, do you want to hear God speak? Then read the Bible out loud. So uh, the title of today is, how do I learn to hear the voice of God? Read the Bible out loud. Amen? There are, well, I'll finish now. We can uh, we'll go home. It's true, though. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, I've been gone too long. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to expect some result. Uh, this is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Such a passion and a long ear of mine. What a wonderful subject. When, I was, when Nigel dropped me a note and said, love you to speak on this. Wow. I wasn't daunted. I mean, it is a daunting subject. But it's like, wow, what a privilege for every believer to hear and know the voice of God. But there's a challenge, isn't there? How do I know when God is speaking and how do I respond? I genuinely believe God wants to speak to every one of us about every area, every area in our lives. Amen? Some are convinced. Some are not so sure. The big things, yes, but also the small things. Every area. But it's possible, and that's why we're a bit muted when we start to say amen, is you might say, but I never hear God. God never speaks to me. I want to respectfully say, if you're a follower of the Lord Jesus, I don't believe that's true. It's not that God is not speaking. I suspect what's much more likely for all of us is that we have a lot to learn about recognizing his voice and the courage to follow it. A Christian is a follower of the Lord Jesus. A Christian is someone who has recognized that they are a sinner, they've rebelled against God, they've turned against God's ways, and they have turned to the Lord Jesus Christ to save them. And they have begun to follow him. They've asked for his lordship in their life. They've repented, turned of their sin, and they're surrendering their life to the Lord Jesus. And they are following him. And a good test of whether I'm a follower of Jesus is found in John chapter 10. Just going to read some very, very famous verses. John 10, verse 1. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, who climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls out his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought them all out his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger. A stranger's voice. How can I know if I'm one of Jesus' sheep? My sheep listen and know my voice and they follow me. A big part of learning to hear the voice of God is about getting to know Jesus. 
You want, to, you want to know the voice of God? How to recognize the voice of God? We need to get to know Jesus and recognize his voice. And we're so thankful that the third person of the Trinity comes right in on that at this moment. It's where the Holy Spirit comes in. As you've already been hearing the first couple of uh, weeks, I think, and you'll be looking at this, I know, in the weeks ahead, one of the wonderful gifts that God gives in this brand new relationship as we come into this relationship with the Lord Jesus is life in the Holy Spirit. Life in the Holy Spirit. Being filled, overwhelmed, drenched, soaked, saturated, whatever language you want to use, but being full of the Holy Spirit. And the thing about this relationship with the Spirit, this fullness of the Spirit, is it's not just a pop in for a cup of tea and then go again kind of relationship. Oh, hello, Holy Spirit. How are you doing? Yeah, let's have a biscuit. It's so much more. It's so much more. The Holy Spirit talks about the Holy Spirit being the one who reveals Jesus to us, the one who comes alongside speaking the words of truth from the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit leads us into truth. Romans 8, 14 to 16, God uses the Apostle Paul to declare a great promise. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. You hear that? Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. There's a, there's a reason why I want to highlight this, uh, as we've already been saying. I'll come back to it in a second. But we can reverse it around the other way. The children of God are those who are led by the Spirit of God. Okay, so the children, so we are the children of God. If we surrendered our life to Christ, we've been brought to the Father by the Lord Jesus. That relationship with the Father has been restored, and it's a work of the Spirit. We're now children of God. So Paul says, verse 15, the spirit you received doesn't make you slaves again to fear. This is not a relationship of fear. Rather, the spirit you received has done a work of adoption. You've been brought into all the glorious rights as sons. And that's men and women, by the way. That's all of us. We've been given, we've been given the full rights. It's a Roman picture. But this adoption is, you're not sidelined. You're not on the edges. You've got the full rights of sons and daughters. And by that wonderful work, gift of the Holy Spirit at work in us, we cry, Abba, Abba, Father. It's that intimate family name. I'm so looking forward to my dear friend, uh, Philip Bedlabrai, in, uh, in a little while. But one of the things I always remember about Philip was that when he would pray, he would say, Dear Daddy God, Dear Daddy God, I love that. I love the way. He prays like that because it's an understanding. I'm able to come by the Spirit into this relationship and say, Dear Daddy God, dear Daddy God. The Spirit, verse 16, himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Let's say we are. We are. We are children of God. Amen. Children of God. There's a spirit of the Father coming upon this congregation again. But it's, it's about knowing our relationship to the Father. But it's also, for many of us, actually the mystery is, the miracle is, that as we are filled with the Spirit, so we model and display to one another fatherhood and motherhood. 
It's a mystery. I can't begin to understand it. But as we're full of the Spirit, so we become mothers and fathers to one another, brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts, grandparents to one another. We are the children of God. But he gifts us and enables us to be a blessing to one another. So knowing this truth is the starting place for hearing the voice of God. Why? When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we have what we, we, we might describe as this inner witness that we are the child of God. He's my dear daddy God. He's, he's my dear father. And he's a father who wants to communicate to us. Do you know that this morning? That's the relationship that we've been brought into. Into a relationship with a father. We've been brought right in that, so that we might know his voice. So that's our starting place. It's a place of truth. John 15, 15. I no longer call you servants. Servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. You're children of God for everything. Say everything. Everything that I've learned from my Father, I have made known to you. That's truth. Okay? We need to hear the truth. Why? Because the truth will set you free. All right? Jesus is saying, I've called you friends for everything. You're not on the outside. You're not a servant who gets to sit outside. You've been brought right into the table. You're sat at the table. My dear child, my dear son, my dear daughter, my dearest friends, everything is from the, the Father wants to reveal to us. Child of God is not a servant, a worker, an outsider, doesn't know his master's business, but one who has full legal standing and access. More than that, a real and genuine relationship, an intimate family relationship. Abba, Father, dear son, dear daughter, let's sit, let's talk, let's walk, let's do life together. Tomorrow morning in the car, walking to work, sitting wherever, you have a heavenly Father who wants to work with you, wants to speak to you and through you, wants to speak to you. Ephesians 2.18 says, by the one spirit, we all have access. How many of us? Just the women? Just the Africans? Although Africans do have special access, is my, my, my experience. They, so I think Africans are just slightly closer to God than I am. I, just, I, I, I feel that so often. By the one spirit, we all have access. We're not foreigners. We're not strangers. We're all part of God's household. We all get to hear his voice. How many of us? It's not just the elders. It's not just the leaders. We all get to hear his voice. Who, me? No, I don't get to hear. Yes, you do. Are you a follower of the Lord Jesus? Yes. Have you surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus? Yes. Then you have access to the Father. You get to hear his voice. So we need to keep reminding ourselves of these truths. We need to keep being reminded the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not some inanimate power. Those of you who sat under my preaching and teaching over many years will know how often I used to refer to Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. 
Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart you have lied to the Holy Spirit? You can't lie to the wind. You can't lie to electricity. You can only lie to a person. He goes on, you've not just lied to human beings, you have lied to God. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God. Why is this so important? This is why, and we are getting to the the point of how do I recognize uh, the voice of God? How do I know that God is speaking? This is how. This is where it comes from. It comes from this truth. See, after Jesus had died and risen again, he met with his disciples numbers of times. He taught them many things, and one of which was about what to expect when the Holy Spirit came. John 14, 26, he told them that they were to wait. But he said, when the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the one who speaks on behalf of, the fa- whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. Say teach. He will teach you all things. And he will remind you. Say remind. Holy Spirit will teach you. The Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that I have said to you. So you find yourself at work tomorrow. Somebody begins to talk about one of the great issues of our day. Uh, and, and you say, oh, I know there's a verse about that. I know there's something about that. You say, and you say, Holy Spirit, remind me. Remind me. He will. The Bible has already said he will teach you. He will remind you. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to give an answer uh, at, at the moment. That's why we need to be filled. That's why we need to be being filled, as I believe Al was leading you into last week, and, and I'm sure we'll carry on. That's why uh, when you come to pray for one another, everyone in many ways should come forward today. And by the way, get prayed for by the children because it will be unfiltered. Adults filter things. The children won't filter things. God meets with us. Get a child to lay hands on you. I tell you, it will break you. I remember the times when children have got round me and prayed for me. It's the most amazing thing. But everyone should come forward. Do you know why? Because we all need to be filled more. If you've got enough, could you come and pray for me in the foyer before I go to the east? Seriously, if you feel I'm overflowing today, I've got so much of God, just Lay a hand on me as I go out the door in a few minutes. Um, Okay? Because we all need more. But what we need to know is that we need more because he's the one who will teach us. He's the one who will reveal the heart of the Father. He's the one who will remind us. Okay? So. If I want to learn to hear the voice of God, I need to be filled and filled again with the Holy Spirit because he will teach and remind and guide me into all truth. Paul says, Ephesians 1.17, I keep asking that the God and, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you would know him better. That's another thing we can pray today for one another, can't we? Oh, I need a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, I want to know you better. I want to learn to recognize your voice more. One of the fundamental ways that I can know and recognize the voice of God is that his words will be full of truth. He's a spirit of truth. 
How do I know what I'm thinking and hearing is from God? So sometimes I get a thought, I get an idea, I get a sense of something. How do I know it's from God? Can I just remind you of the start? What is this? It's the Word of God. It's Scripture. It's the Word of the Lord. So how do I know? How can I be sure? Well, one of the things is it will not contradict the Bible. It will not contradict. In fact, very often it will be straight from the Bible. So if I'm wanting to hear the voice of God, actually as I get the Bible, that's why we encourage one another to be reading the Bible or listening to it online or however, you, however you're engaging with the Bible so that the Spirit can bring back to mem- remembrance. If I've got lots of pop songs in my head, those are the things that will come back in remembrance. There's nothing wrong with pop songs, but what do I want to come back quickly to remembrance in my mind? How do I recognize the voice of God? By being full of the Word of God. By listening to worship. I've been really provoked in recent months to start listening to worship again. I got out of the habit. But one of the things about good worship is it soaks me again in truths about who Jesus is, about who the Father is, about my relationship to him and his relationship to me. And so I'm soaking myself in worship again. It's why we need to be soaked in the Spirit and the Word. Those two things. And good Bible-shaped worship is so helpful in that. Those things take us deeper and fuller into a fuller and clearer understanding of Jesus. My sheep know my voice and they will follow me. And what it does is it increases and it it, it repeats itself because as I get to know a bit more about him, so I want to pursue him some more. And as I pursue him some more, I want him to get to know a bit more about him. The words and the leading of the Holy Spirit will not lead us into confusion or away from God. You hear that? The words of the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit will not lead us into confusion or away from God. So the Holy Spirit is God. He's the third person of the Trinity. He reminds and speaks the truth to us. He teaches us the good things of God. He leads and guides us in God's ways. Learning to hear the voice of God is first of all acknowledging that God is your dear Father. So I want to say to you this morning, if you're not sure that God is your Father, if you're not sure that your life has been saved and rescued by the Lord Jesus, I want to invite you this morning when the response comes, the guys lead the response, come forward and say, I want to know what it is to have assurance. I want to know that my life is surrendered and I want to begin to hear the voice of God in a fresh way. Stand on the truth. You will. You will hear because he wants to speak to you. He wants to lead you. We can and we should expect it. It's not for special Christians. It's for all. Amen? Okay. (laughs) I know this is when preachers normally finish. But I have worn down. Al, I might go on a couple more minutes. Okay. How? How? How does he speak? How do we... Recognize his voice. Well, we've already said the Bible. It's very warm in this building, isn't it? I'm used to being in a what was a redundant Anglican building, okay, that's over 100 years old. It doesn't get this warm, <laughs> even in the summer. <laughs> but it's, it's nice. I'm not, not complaining. I just need more water. Um, the Bible, first of all. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, read the Bible out loud. 
John Piper's right, seriously. Get hold of the Psalms. Start reading them. If you like to sing, sing the Psalms. Start to read the Bible. Some of the great Colossians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1. Some of, the, some of these great declaration truths. Well, my, my dear friend Phil read, read to us this morning. That is such a great scripture. Read it out loud. Word by word. Take it in. But how? Let's just look at a quick, quick example. Acts 13 verse 2. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. The Holy Spirit said. How? How? Have you, do you ever stop sometimes? You're reading a verse. You go, how did the Holy Spirit say? Was there some great booming voice? I am the Holy Spirit. This, well, it might have been. <laughs> but there's a couple of clues. Firstly, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting. Their focus, their attention was on Jesus, on the Lord. They were giving him worship, giving him praise. They were fasting. Their attention was given to the Lord. There's a conscious, deliberate attention. While their focus is on the Lord, doesn't tell us specifics, but it's highly likely, isn't it, that they would have been reminding himself themselves of his teaching. They'd be reminding themselves of the death and resurrection. Certainly in Acts chapter 2, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. There's an attention, there's a focus upon the Lord Jesus. And so they're reminded of the words of the Lord. They're reminded of the teaching of the Lord. So that I think that is a clear indicator. How was the Holy Spirit speaking? How did the Holy Spirit speak? Well, they were worshipping, they were fasting, their attention was on the Lord. So they're looking to the Lord. My sheep hear my voice and they follow. So I think that that's a clue there. Also note, if you note the verse before, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. It's two of the gifts of the Holy Spirit mentioned right there. The gifts of the Holy Spirit given by God to help us, build us, build us up, enable us to hear his voice. Not going to go into that today. I'm sure you'll be picking up on those in the weeks to come. But I want to point out 1 Corinthians 14 uh, verse 3. Everyone who prophesies speaks to men and women for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. In the church, there are gifts for there. There's prophets there. There are teachers there. There are those who are strengthening, encouraging, comforting, and building up. Primary function of prophecy is speaking from God. Strengthening, building, encouraging. So now we're starting to get ourselves a really quite good tester list when it comes to recognizing the voice of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. What do we know so far? We have a Heavenly Father who wants, indeed, promises to speak. The voice of the Holy Spirit will be truth-filled. It will lead us into truth. It will be in line with the Bible. It will remind us and point us to the good things of God. It will in Highlight and enlarge the person and the work of the Lord Jesus. He will be our primary focus. It will be for our strengthening, encouragement and comfort and that of others. Already getting quite... How do I recognize the voice of God? Well, these are all the ways that we can. The prophetic is not perfect. 
1 Corinthians 13, verse 9, we know in part, we prophesy in part. That's why we need to weigh what's being said to us. We need to think it through. We need to pray it through. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us so that we might recognize the truth of God in what comes to us prophetically, whether that be individually or corporately as a church. So even as I'm speaking to you this morning about uh, a season of the Father, the Spirit of the Father coming upon you as a church, you come straight to the Word and you say, is that what, is that what God would want for us as a church? I believe that's just totally biblical. So I know I'm on safe ground as I come. But we come to the Word continuously. Does it line up with God's Word? But I'm also going to look for other forms of, of confirmation. That's always good. The Bible is always first. One person say amen. (laughs) The Bible is always first. Witness of the Holy Spirit, my relationship to the Father through the Lord Jesus. The Bible is always first. But there will be other ways of confirmation. How do I recognize the voice of God? Ah, Mark, I know you're talking about the open door, aren't you? Look for the open door. Is there an open door? Well, yes. It's good when things seem to be opening up. Many of us as Christians will say, look, it seems good. There's a door opening up. Just need to remind ourselves, just because a door is open doesn't necessarily mean it's from God for you. It might be an open door for someone else. Yeah, but Mark, it's, it's open, so I can walk through it. Yeah, but has God invited you to walk through it? Because there might be two other open doors over here. Which one are you going to pick? So just because it's an open door doesn't necessarily mean it's from God. It may be open for someone else. So we need to just be a little bit careful with open doors before us. We want to hear the voice of the Lord. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. So we test We test it against the word. We test it against the inner witness of the spirit. Also, one of the ways we can hear the voice of God is through the wisdom of trusted friends, particularly those who love the Lord Jesus. Do you know we can be the voice of God to one another? Did you know that? You can be the voice of God to one another. I'm not talking about bringing judging words, condemning words. I'm talking about speaking the love of the Father and the goodness of God to one another. By the way, it's not just the friends who will say the things you want to hear. I'm just, I've got this idea. I think God might be saying this. I'm going to go to those three friends because I know that's a, yeah, that's great. Mark, you go for it. I'm not going to go to that friend over there because he might have some questions. This dear man here was one of my favorites for that. He would want to ask questions. I I won't talk to Nigel about it because he'll ask me questions. But we need that. So why why are you going to do that? What, What has God said? Are you sure this is what God has said? So we need to go to trusted friends who will ask us questions. Not condemn us, not crush us, but will ask us questions. And also family and, of course, husbands and wives, especially our wives. Men, we need to listen more to our wives. As I get older, I learn that better. I've just prompted very quickly to say something here about hearing God's voice in our marriage. 
One way we can hear God's voice is when we're both on the same page. Just speaking to those of you who are married at the moment. But there are times when you're not both on the same page. We need to have the courage, whether it be husband or a wife, to wait for that unity. We need to be patient. God may have said something to you. Your wife may need some time to process that and think that through. God may have said something to you, wife, but your husband is needing to take time and process that and think that through. But where there's unity, God commands the blessing. So we don't drive ahead of each other. It's a principle across the church, of course, as well. I just felt to say that. (laughs) Another way to recognize the voice of God is to ask the question, does it line up with what God has already said? What he's already said to you before? A very good godly uh, leader asked me a question a few years ago. He said, who are you at your core? What's your core calling? Or to use good gateway language, what's your lane? What's the lane that God has given you to run in? So you're hearing something fresh. You're hearing something new. Does it line up with where you're already running? What God has been saying to you, where you know uh, your gift and call is. Now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't bring new things to us. doesn't open up new things to us. Of course, he does. But where are you Does it line up with what you already know of God, of the heart of God? There'll be confirmation in that way as well. That's why it's always good to make a note of things that God says to you. Significant words you've been given or scriptures you've been given, keep them. Some of you will have them tucked in the back of your Bible. Some of you will have notebooks. I've got goodness knows how many notebooks now. Some of you have seen them over the years. But go back. What did God say? That new thing that I feel now, see how it lines up with what God has been saying already in my life. Another good one is, do you have faith for it? Do you, have, do you find faith rising? Do you have a sense of peace rising in your spirit? Do you have peace in your heart? Or does it send you into complete confusion and doubt and fear? If it does, it's quite highly likely impossible. That's not coming from the Lord's. But there's a faith that rises. There's a peace that you feel. Yes, it might be new, but you step out in it. There's so much more I could, I could say. I want to say this. Don't go against your conscience. Don't go against your conscience. If you've asked the Lord to be the Lord, if your desire is to be being filled with the Holy Spirit, then you need to learn to trust the one who is in you. Trust the one who is in you. Don't go against your conscience. If you find yourself using some sort of phrase, well, okay, it's against my better judgment. No. No. Spirit of God is in you. Don't go against your better judgment. What is your better judgment? My better judgment is the word of God, is the voice of the Spirit, is that I'm a child of God. Well, don't go against your better judgment. So I want to ask you, what is your better judgment? Learn to follow the promptings of the Spirit. And I really must go because I I want to be a blessing. Can I invite you to stand? There's probably two sermons here, isn't there? That's the truth. Or three or four. Those of you who are in it, I just picked out and others, I'd love you guys to begin to minister and pray. These guys are going to lead you in that. Please be prayed for by the children.
But I just, I just want to speak over you again. This is the spirit of the Father. It's an age, uh, a season of the Father. I believe it's on you. There's a softening. And some of you have had promptings just to go and be a blessing to one another. Just to say to someone, send them a text or just say, everything okay with you? And then just be ready to listen and be ready to bless. There's a prompting. If you hear that little voice, if it's to be a blessing to someone else, it's always going to be of God. You don't have to wait or to, to doubt. If you want to bless and build and encourage and strengthen, it's going to be from God. Do it with grace. Do it with love. Father, I just want to pray for this congregation of people right now. Lord, thank you that you've promised to speak to us. Thank you that you've promised to lead us and guide us. Thank you, Lord, that we're your children. I just want to pray this morning for those who are unsure whether they're a child of God. May they know that they're accepted in the beloved. May they know that they're accepted. If you're not sure this morning, I want to invite you to come forward and be prayed for. If you're not sure of the love of the Father that, that God wants to speak to you, Come and ask to be prayed for that you would know the truth and the truth will set you free. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing here. I ask you to do more, more and more. Thank you that you're for us and towards us. Come and flood your church, Lord. Come and flood your people. I really think you guys should just take some time to begin to soak each other in prayer and pray for each other. Believe the Father wants to speak through you to each other in these days. Just go back to the basics. <laughs> go back to the basics. Amen?